Destroy All Children is a website just for you If playing with video games is what you like to do Or riding your brain with comics and first run movies too We've got a great selection of news and reviews So search us out on the web, you just won't get enough Of all our digital madness and other fancy stuff We'll also make you laugh until your tummy's feeling buff Destroy All Children you should go there now. Yeah. Hello and welcome to Destroy All Children. Uh, knowing me, Larry Davis. Knowing you, George Brundle. Aha. Uh huh. Aha. How are you doing? Uh, oh, I'm surviving, I guess. Great. I'm not doing great. I'm uh -oh. doing bad, in fact. Oh no. Larry, I love things. Going on? I've got things to say about okay. video games. You're playing Deadly Premonition. Do so not I think... buy Deadly Premonition 2. That's my advice to you, the consumer, getting it out of the way. Do not buy Deadly Premonition 2. I, it hurts <laughs> me to say that. It hurts me to do this to Sweary. I want to support Sweary. That game is a disaster. Not the game itself, I, which actually seems all right, but you know the game. Triple yeah, H, the game. I, I was talking about how uh, this is a financially tight month for me, uh -huh. uh, and so I need to I need to look at some of the things that I want to get but don't necessarily need, and. Uh, decide to not go through with it and deadly premonition was one of the ones where i was like man i really want to i like the first deadly premonition so much yeah. i want to support sweary and you know i'm i'm willing to buy this game for 50 actual dollars and That's then right. i started seeing reviews come out for it uh -huh. that were like <laughs> basically people waving their hands and shaking their heads no so when that came out at first i thought like eh, it's probably not too bad um because to be fair there are a lot of people who really overestimate technical issues in games you know they'll yeah. say like this game's a mess and it it's really not like it'll there'll be some jank or something but it's not that bad this is that bad uh oh, yeah. so i started up the game and first of all it starts off with a very bizarre haggard giant headed Francis Zack Morgan in the present day and it makes it clear they're doing a true detective thing which I'm way into and it's not running that well but it's playable like as they add it's not too bad um, and then a guy who looks like Paul Giamatti talks about how he learned to eat pizza from watching Cobra and I laughed really hard at it and thought this is what I'm looking for this is fine um, also Zack lives in the apartment from D4. I don't know if that ever comes up again. Oh, uh, but... reuse all of your art assets from <laughs> yeah. D4, because it's not like they're making another D4. Well, the weird thing is, I think it takes place in Boston also. So mm -hmm. maybe it is supposed to be the same part. I Here's the thing, I don't know, and I will not know for a very long time until they port it to another console or something, because I... Got my money back for Deadly Premonition 2. <laughs> uh, I contacted oh, no. Amazon and was like, hey, this thing is straight up broken. 
And like, I'm I contacting Swery and I'm telling on you. <laughs> I said, like, I need to return this. I've already opened it. I don't know what the... I know normally you can't return open games, but this thing is straight up busted. Uh, and so I got a return authorized. Uh, so packing that up this morning, send back. Oh, was that the sound of all the packing tape being pulled before we were oh, uh, yeah. doing this podcast? Just yep. wrapping that all up in a box? Yep. That was it. See, I thought, I thought that was that this was going to be a big reveal that it's like, hey, actually, I'm moving. We, we have to pack up all our stuff. We're moving to a new house. I didn't know it was, I'm shoving this bad game back into the mailbox. No, I'm never moving <laughs> from <return>. here. <laughs> I've given up on that dream completely. Uh, I'm just going to oh. stay here until I rot, uh, sink into my chair, just, end up like just the... Just like old Zach. Well that I was gonna say like the space jockey from Alien Um but yes also like Zack Uh Zack is also a weed lord for some reason Uh he, he's just he, Well he's got cancer and so He's just yeah. smoking weed all the time Uh and he's like it's medicinal Uh and The lady who's investigating him Keeps calling it his stinking indulgence Um Well sure maybe it's uh Maybe he's got some skunk yeah, I don't know. So, I'm I'm not into the hippy dippy culture. I don't know what kind uh, of jazz cigarettes Zach is smoking. Skunk weed. Look, me either. So I don't, I don't really care know much about um, this. Anyway, if you know more about skunk weed, you can send us an email. I guess though, that we will never read. Don't um, actually. No, I, I don't care. I when I used to go do like uh, home delivery stuff, we had one customer who was spoken that shit all the time and the reason it's called that is because it smells exactly like a skunk exploded all over you like it it is oily it hangs on everything the money that they gave us smelled like it the money was like kind of wet and greasy too and like it would make my hands smell like a skunk's ass for the rest of the night so like I'm assuming that's what York is smoking And that his whole house smells like an actual skunk Probably I also really like how he has about Like 40 or 50 DVDs sitting around And uh, the FBI lady acts like this is insane Like she says <laughs> something like This is way too much for one person Meanwhile I'm looking at my shelves like I'm tugging my collar like Rodney Dangerfield Uh Wait till this chick sees my Nintendo 64 cartridge collection, man, because oh, no. that's embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, so uh, Zach is being investigated. I, I don't know exactly why, actually. They just want to ask him about previous cases. Um, I'm guessing something from the Red Tree, like, showed up again recently. Uh, Zach has a phobia of the color red also at this point. But um, so it goes Maybe back. He shot for his case and and he blew up. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just thinking about True Detective season one, which is <laughs> very good. Yes, it is. Uh, so it goes back to 2005. This is a case that Zach uh, York was working on before the events of the first mm. game, which makes it extra funny that um. They renamed the first game Deadly Premonition Origins When it came out on Switch Because this is a prequel Uh, And so because of that He doesn't have the scar on his face Uh, I wonder 
Oh, it, yeah. it, it probably doesn't show how he got that because he got that like right before that game. He mentions that he yeah got he it mentions a woman right before scratched him. Yeah, if I remember right. Yeah, it's it's during that part with the uh, when he finds the FK in the coffee actually. Yeah, but anyway, uh, it's in Le Carre, which is apparently in Louisiana. I don't think it. I'm not sure how far it's supposed to be from New Orleans, but it's pretty close. Uh, you do not drive. You have a skateboard. Uh, the reason you have the skateboard is because York's car got stolen. And he just is like, well, that's what it means to be in the FBI. My car was gone oh, and I they left was... a skateboard behind. I thought it was because they knew the frame rate would not be able to handle you being behind the wheel of a car. Uh, probably it could not. Uh, it also, the game cannot handle cars because a lot of times they will drive close to you and then disappear. And then um, sometimes they run over your child's sidekick, but that's a different <laughs> thing. Uh, so yes, also you have a child sort sidekick who is voiced by the same lady who voiced Morgana in Persona 5. So that's got its own uh. baggage with it. She keeps telling you it's time to go to sleep. Um... But yeah, like the opening of the game I thought was alright Like you go through this whole thing With the uh, interrogation It takes way too long, I'll say Like it takes probably an hour and a half Before you get control of anything uh, It also gives you this vision During the interrogation part And it doesn't seem to do anything I don't know You, ha you have a limited meter for the vision also like a detective vision kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, it turns everything red, and I guess it's supposed to highlight things, but never, I never saw it highlight anything. I it's wonder also... if that's a feature you use later on, but for whatever reason it's just enabled from the start of the game. Probably, yeah. Or do they it actually tell you, a you to use it? Yeah, it, oh, it tells you, like, okay. you can press uh, left trigger to activate this. Also, it's really cool because it uses up a segment of that meter... Even if you just let go of it immediately And then you would have to use up a segment again To reactivate it It never tells you that you have to like keep it held down So I thought How it was How fast does the meter recharge? Uh, it doesn't As far as I can tell You might need oh. an, I'm guessing you'll need an item like a I don't know, lollipop a or blonde? coffee or something <laughs> Well no, because you're playing as this lady who The lady who does not like his Stinking oh, indulgence okay. Okay, I thought that this was you're controlling Zach in no. these scenes, and and he has the vision. No, no, you're. I guess I didn't make that clear. You're controlling the okay. lady who is interrogating him in the modern segments. I wish they had you play as a cancer-ridden weed lord, Zach. That would be pretty good. Um, but yeah. I guess technically, like you're well, like you're not playing as Zach, even though you kind of are when you're playing as York, but. When he's Zack, he still kind of talks to you the way York would talk to Zack, but he keeps calling you my fairy. I don't know what the deal okay. with that is. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, like, he did he did that in the first like not saying my fairy, but like when they did the whole hey, spoilers for this game that came out in like what twenty ten. Yeah. Uh, when they did the flip, and then you become Zack at the end of that game, he still talks to York the way York talks yeah, yeah. to Zack. Yeah. Um. So, well, yeah, but I think he's maybe supposed to be talking to the player directly because the camera is like floating around near the ceiling and he's kind of looking up in that way. Anyway, he's talking to Lakitu. 
That's what it is. That's why it's not York. It's his fairy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, uh, Lakitu from Mario 64. He's the camera. Flies in. He's La- like, hey. Lakitu? Lakitu. Lakitu. That's how you say that, right? <laughs> it's Lakitu. <laughs> what are you t- Look, I thought it was a Star Trek thing, actually. I thought you were referencing oh. something I hadn't gotten to yet, because Lakitu sounds like a Klingon. It All does, right. doesn't it? Yeah. Right. Anyway, mm. so, you get through this opening interrogation part, then you go back to the past in Lakare, and it starts out pretty good. Um, York is having a lunch, and he's talking to the chef, David Jawara. Uh, and he's telling him about how his car got stolen And then he insists that the best Malcolm McDowell movie is Blue Thunder Which I disagree with, I would say it's If, but okay, whatever um, I do agree with York that he says that only an amateur would say A Clockwork Orange But that's beside the yeah. point So, you get through this part, you go into your room uh, There's a poster York talks about the Michael Bay movie The Island that he just saw Because it's 2005 and he talks about how that will bring in a new era of art house sci-fi And there will be a bunch of movies like it that people will call island movies And I'm thinking all of this is great Like this is the 2005 equivalent of the gag in old Anything set in the past where they're like a, You know, you people don't like Chuck Berry but your grandkids are gonna like it You know, that whole thing Yeah Basically every joke in Back to the Future is that Uh so, you go through this, you go down to the hotel lobby You talk to a painting, which has a Papa Shango type guy in it uh, A, um, oh, I'm blanking on his name What's, what's the, what's the guy called? The voodoo guy The voodoo guy? With the hat, oh, and the skull face We, we talked, oh, God, we talked about this. him in the I James Bond this. thing, and I'm completely blanking on it uh, of course, I come up with a wrestling man. character, Papa Shango. Um. Anyway, you I, know. Yes, I know, and I'm also just like it's also on the tip of my tongue, and yeah. it's not crap. It doesn't matter. Everybody knows who I'm talking about, and I'll think about yeah. in a few seconds. Anyway, you talk to this guy who's called Hungan in a painting, and he gives your clues, and it's like. This doesn't make any sense, but alright, I'll go with it. It's deadly premonition. All of these things are deadly premonition. This is what I'm looking for. I go out the hotel lobby into the open world. Oh, before you get there, you also meet the chef again as two different people. The concierge and the bellboy. They are all the same guy, but he does not acknowledge that he's the same person. So you go out the hotel. That is very deadly premonition. It is. Well, I mean... That's also very Twin Peaks um, Yes I mean Pretty interchangeable considering the development history Of the first Delhi premonition Right So go out the hotel lobby into the open world And I Muttered to myself out loud Oh no <laughs> Like legitimately <laughs> It was not <laughs> Was not trying to It chugs out there And it So can I yeah, what? Put in here for a second uh, When I was reading reviews for this thing And just people's first impressions of it uh, Like I said, they, they had mentioned performance was an issue And I went to you and I had mentioned Hey man, people are saying like this performs like garbage 
Uh, but I didn't really have like a good idea just how bad it performed until you linked me a digital foundry uh, yes. performance evaluation video earlier today. Holy shit. Yeah, right. I was still like a little on the fence about like, I don't know, maybe this next paycheck, if I get an extra 50 bucks, I'm not expecting, I, I go go out and buy deadly premonition. Maybe it's not that bad. Yeah. Nope. No, oh, it's bad. Not not buying this game. Yes. Like, so, hopefully this comes out for, for like, PC at some point where it would, I would man, hope, I don't know. run better than this, but... I don't know if Jesus it will. Christ. That's the thing. Like, from what I understand, Nintendo had some hand in funding this, so I don't know yeah. if it will ever come out anywhere. They've said they're working on a patch, but before that, they were saying there were no plans for patches. I don't know that there's anything they could do to fix it, honestly. I feel like it would have to come out on PC where you can just kind of brute force it. But even then, given the PC port of the first game and how certain cutscenes just crash it and all kinds of other weird yeah. stuff. I well, they, they had in the, the Digital Foundry video uh, had specu- speculated as to why the performance is the way that it is. And what they had posited is that it was made in Unity, and it was likely designed around the specs of the PC they were developing it on. And now there is like a CPU issue porting it over to the Nintendo Switch. Uh, And their reason for thinking that CPU related is they, they, they did the thing that you would do to test like what the issue with the frame rate is in a game like this, where like you look at the ground and then you move forward. Mm-hmm. So the game's not focusing on everything else around you, and it still was chugging at around like ten, fifteen frames. Yeah. So, yes, I also thought like, ah, eh, you know, if it's in the twenties or whatever, like I, I could still play it. Here's the thing: even as bad as this was getting around, which something that should be noted, it looks worse than the first game, which is not something I was expecting. The draw distance, like, it has Nintendo 64 level draw distance. And the textures are PS2 level. The Switch is not a good console. It still should be able to handle this. There's no reason that it should be chugging this badly. Well, they did a uh, comparison, too, of the Switch's version of Deadly Premonition's uh, Mm -hmm. colon Origins. And, like, that, they, they uncapped the frame rate. Like, it never really gets above 60 frames per second but like instead of the 30 that the 360 version ran at uh i think that it goes up to around like 42 45 but Uh, although it is weirdly worse when you're in a car than it is on the 360 version so yeah it's like in the it's in the teens when you're in a car on the switch version for some reason i don't so even so when i was playing this I was like, this really sucks, but I could maybe struggle through it. I mean, you've got excuses, man. You've got trying so hard. I know. Well, look, I paid $50 for this and I didn't think there was a chance I'd be able to return it. Also, York yells a voodoo shop at one point. (laughs) And so I was like, I don't know. There might be enough stuff in here to power through it. Then I got to the part where they give you your gun. And they have you shoot boxes Every time you shoot one It freezes for a half second (laughs) And I was like this No this is unacceptable I am going to try to return That's literally the last thing I played Before I contacted customer service I was like I need to get rid of this 
if you're going to have to put up with that during every single shooting segment in the game, which yeah. I would assume that there's a decent amount of, like, yeah, it's yeah not, that sounds awful. It's not even that. It's, like, it has stutters like that all the time. Like, just driving around, or riding around. Like, it, I even try to... I guess that actually isn't the last bit I played. I did play a little bit past that, just riding around to sort of look at... Look at the disaster. Um... And yeah, it just like hangs. In fact, when I brought my Switch out of sleep mode, it w- it was just it was frozen for about thirty seconds, I guess, while it oh, was trying cool. to load things again. Uh, and it was just on yeah, the menu. The, uh, also, the, Foundry. the load times are long, and they should. That's not what I was about long. to bring up. Yeah, I was going to mention Digital Foundry made a point of, it, like you mentioned, freezing. Uh, they have shown that the loading screen, which takes like a minute for the game to load uh-huh. also, which is bad. Uh, but I like mean, it has that's... an animation of like these leaves falling and occasionally that'll just freeze up for seconds at a time. So I actually did not encounter that. Uh, seeing oh, okay. that in the video was the first time I saw that, but it was a very long load time to the point where I wondered if something was up. And that was just like yeah. from going in the hotel lobby to outside. So it was like that double whammy of that super long load and then seeing what it took so long to load that I was like, oh no. Um, Do you also get, like, it will freeze up when you initiate conversations with people? Because that's another thing that I noticed in that video. uh, Maybe. I mean, (laughs) there's so many, like, weird stuttering things I don't know that I really would notice. It seemed very hitchy in general, but it it also seemed that any time you were initiating a animation that wasn't just like walking around and running around mm-hmm. like it would have to stop for a second and think about it and then load the correct animation yeah, yeah. um also so the first game famously had the bits where you're driving and york talks to zach and so they tried to yeah. do this again with this one it repeats in the very brief time that i played it i heard the same line of dialogue three times Perfect. Yeah, the bit where he's like, um, it's near Louisiana, there are roots coming up through the ground, or whatever it is. Uh, this was a good idea, right, Zach? We'll track the whatever smuggling ring or whatever. And so that's in direct contrast, because I was just thinking, I'm almost done with Shadow of War. And clearly monolith has put some kind of flagging system in there for their dialogue that once you've heard something you don't hear it again because i have not heard a repeated bit of dialogue in that game apart from like incidental things you know like grunts going like it's the ranger or whatever but the actual orc dialogue i as far as i'm aware i have not heard any repeats which is very impressive i wish other games did that i understand why they don't i i had shared with somebody uh, who i was enjoying a mario party game with uh, we were getting frustrated that the same mini games that we had already played kept oh, popping yeah. up even though there were other ones on the list which we hadn't played yet and yeah. so i suggested that like you know i wish that a similar thing where it, it flagged it and you you would take those out of there so you didn't have to play the same mini games over and over again take it a step further though they should just like delete the mini game, like when you when you play it, it's just off the cart. They should yes. delete everything as exactly. you go in. So by the end of Mario Party, there's nothing left, and you can throw that in the trash. That's right. Well, at that point, it's just Fortune Street. You just roll the dice, move around. <laughs> sure. It'd probably be better actually, not having to play the mini games. Look, Kojima always wanted a game where like 
the the disc would delete everything on it. It would self-destruct. That's right. They should do that with a Mario Party. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that's been my experience with Deadly Premonition 2. Real, real bummer. Highly recommend against buying it. Um, and like some, I was talking to somebody on Twitter about this. It's weird to me that some people are like, well, technical problems are just part of the experience. And to me, that means they did not play the game when it came out on 360. Because, yeah. Deadly Premonition has a lot of weird, janky stuff in it, but it was not a slideshow. Like, it wasn't a glitchy mess, you know? Like, there there was weird yeah. weird things in here and there, but, like, every port since then has progressively gotten worse. Well, I guess the Switch one's probably better than the PC one. Um, but every port has bungled it in some way. And also, I was not aware until seeing... Well, it, it was funny because after saying all this stuff, I looked at the Digital Foundry video, which basically says exactly that. I was now aware they changed the color grading in the later ports, too, and it makes it look way worse. Yeah. Like, everything's purple. Yeah, they... yeah, I don't like the way that they they changed that. The lighting stuff that they had altered for it is, is not good. Yeah, um, yeah well, I, I remember... When I first mentioned to you, like, hey, man, I'm here and there's some performance issues, he kind of also shrugged off and was just like, oh, good, you know, it's deadly premonition, it should be super janky. Like, well, I mean, I meant, I I meant that, that in the way that, have... like, if it was, like, 30 frames per second or, like, dipped sure. here or there, you know, it'd yes. be like, you know, so, eh, so what? But that's what I'm trying to get at is that coming out the other end of it, I realized that you weren't making the same argument other people were making. You just did not understand the severity of those performance issues because right. I also did not fully understand the severity of those performance issues. And so I could not articulate it to you yeah, yeah. outside of people saying like, hey, the performance in this game is very problematic. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, even after yeah, I, was I had said that, too, like, yeah, I, I would expect some sort of. Like yeah. it, it was locked at thirty, like on the three sixty. I that's basically what I expected. Um, yeah, but... like I, I was still on the fence about it because I was still not entirely sure if they had meant like, hey, no, it's actually really, really, really bad to the point that it's unplayable, mm -hmm. or, uh, you know, it, it runs like garbage in the way that you would say the original one on the 360 ran like garbage if you compared it to games that were coming out now. Sure, like um, that's well compared to games coming out now it, uh, it's enviable uh, <laughs> but uh that's what i'm saying was for a lot of people like if a game is locked at 30 they consider that unacceptable and yeah like I'm, eh, I'm it's fine it's fine to me 30. yeah it's okay as i'm regularly it's... playing super nintendo games and those don't hit 30 like at all <laughs> yeah <laughs> get a little drop of mode 7 in there and everything goes down to like five frames uh, no, Mode 7 As moves I'm, pretty smoothly I'm You're thinking of Super just, FX I'm thinking No, I'm specifically thinking of the bit in Castlevania 4 Where the uh, Oh, yeah You have the cylinder rotation thing And yep. that whole level just chugs Well, that uh, that and the bit where you like uh, Whip onto the things and rotate the room around Yeah Also really chugs Yeah Like, that's unfortunate Because I know actually Mode 7 usually does not come with performance issues that are that severe. Yeah, like F0. But that game has so severely ruined me on Mode 7 that whatever I think of Mode 7, I just think of those two bits from Castlevania 4 and. Ugh. And for Mode 7, I always think of F0. Just silky smooth. Uh, F0, also Pilot Wings, which I also recall running fairly mm. smooth. 
No, Pilot it's not Wings as, was... It's not as bad. Uh, was Pilot Wings Mode 7 or was that Super FX? I thought that was Super FX. No, 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 because Pilot Wings was like a release game. Right. I so barely played original Pilot FX. Wings. I played a lot of Pilot sure. Wings 64. Well, it's just a showcase on, like, here's what the systems can do. So you, you fuck around in it for, like, 20 minutes and you're like, oh, yeah, it's Super Nintendo, man. Yeah, yeah. Everyone loves the Super yeah. Nintendo. I own Pilot Wings 64 because at that point I figured, fuck it, why not? This is like five bucks. Pilot Wings 64 is pretty good from what I remember. Probably I, not. I mostly just these bought days. it. I mostly just bought it because like the actual amount of release titles for that system I think was just that in Super Mario 64. So I was just like, well, yeah. screw it. Yeah, um, I think so. If I really wanted to go whole hog with that, I would have also got the Mahjong game that only released in Japan <laughs> that also launched. And I thought about it for a minute because it was, I think, like three bucks. It was like at that point, whatever, why not? But if I want to play Mahjong and have no idea what I'm doing. I'm going to play a Yakuza <laughs> game. Sure. Uh, at least there I might get uh, a trophy if I keep plugging that long enough. I don't know. Um, I decided against it and instead uh, threw down like 50 bucks on Ogre Battle 64, which great game. I'm not sure. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure if it's fifty dollars in the year 2019 when I bought it. Great. Well, uh, no. But whatever, I did it. It's you can't undo now. it. No, I cannot. I could uh, sell it on eBay probably, but I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Anyway, that's my experience with Deadly Premonition 2. Again, do not buy it as if <laughs> if you didn't get the gist from that yeah. whole thing. Instead, you could buy Ogre Battle 64. For the same amount of money. That's true. It's yeah, that's better use of money. It would hold its value also. Somebody had a gun to your head and said buy a video game for fifty dollars, you could do much better than Deadly Premonition 2. Yeah. Um I'm sorry that you're not having a good time. Well, I say that as if though you're going to sit down and play more of it after this, which you certainly will not. I'm sorry you had a bad time with Deadly Premonition 2. Uh not just because I, I want you to enjoy a good video game, because I'm your friend and I wish the best for you, but also I wanted to play Deadly Premonition 2, and like you having such a harsh reaction to it that you are sending it back really just solidifies that I'm not going to play this game unless they actually manage to patch it and fix everything, which I kind of doubt. Yeah. Um, Or it comes out for something like the PC, which... I also really, really doubt because, like you said, Nintendo was involved with funding that thing. So, I think so. I'm actually not sure if that's been like officially <clears throat> said or anything, but that was the implication I got. It was like a Bayonetta 2 situation. Yeah, that's how I took it too. Wow. Hey, Larry. Yeah, what? Want some more bad video game news? Absolutely. Okay, so... I was thinking the other day, uh, as I was taking a bath and working on my second whiskey of the night, um, whatever happened to the Atari VCS? It's a good question. A lot, apparently, happened with the Atari VCS. Uh, Did you know the, um, the Intellivision Amico is apparently coming out soon? Bullshit. Well, that's what they <laughs> I say. I do not believe you. It's, uh, I believe it's GameStop exclusive. It's also like $150? Yeah. 
Jeez. Um, so yeah, I decided to look up uh, what happened with the Atari VCS, and uh, this took me to a couple of very uh, helpful videos that summarized everything by a YouTuber named Yong Yi. Uh, I've seen their Yong videos Yi. before. Yep. Uh, I've seen their videos before. That's okay. He mostly just seems to kind of uh, pick articles and kind of read through them and give his thoughts. So I don't know, whatever. If that's your kind of thing, then knock it's yourself out. That's what we do here. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe check them out, actually. He's <laughs> <laughs> been doing this longer than us, so he's probably better at it. Uh, but I wanted to bring that up because if anything that I mention on here sounds very similar to uh, what he said, it's because I was taking notes as I was uh, listening to his video. So I'm probably just going to touch on things in, in the same order. Um, okay. So to give a little background, the Atari VCS is this like modern retro hybrid uh, thing. It will play all the old Atari games that you might know and love if you were in like your 40s. Uh, and it will also play new stuff that will come out on it, presumably, maybe, but not really, actually. Uh, the Indiegogo for this raised $3 million, by the way. Uh, in addition to the cool. fact that this is being made by Atari, that definitely has some money to put into something like this. They needed well, to seek additional funding. Okay. Uh, they got en they got enough considering what this actually is, though, because this is just <laughs> it's basically just a Linux box, except there's no custom Linux distro inside of that box. It's just a generic. Linux PC inside of a unique case, to the point that there is not even an ecosystem in place to distribute video games onto the thing. Excellent. You have no copy protection on it for developers, so you could take any game that is on that thing and just copy it and transfer it to somebody else's. Great. <laughs> Great job. It's like the Dreamcast. Um, the Ouya had a ecosystem built into it. What the fuck? Ouya, yeah, the uh, Amico apparently does as well. So yeah, remember, um, uh, Intellivision Amico is the exclusive home to Earthworm Jim Three, uh, which oh, they yeah, insist that game's is out. well, they insist it's happening. Sure. Uh, as soon as Doug Tenaple stops uh, saying very smart and good things mm. on all of his various outlets. Doing video uh, conferences with Ethan Van Skyver, okay. Scott Adams, Dilbert Man. Oh no. Oh no. Married a real doll. I don't know if you saw that. Whoa, wait, what? Well, he married some lady who's like 40 years younger than him or something. Oh no. Scott Adams, what are you doing? You know exactly what Scott Adams is doing. He's got a Dilbert Losing Castle. His mind? Yeah, well, he lost it a long time ago. Sure, they canceled uh they canceled a show and it broke his tiny brain. Yeah. And he started tweeting about how that was because UPN is racist against white people actually, which fucking what, man? Yeah, well. Yeah. Couldn't have anything to do with the fact that that was like the lowest rated show on TV when it came out. Yeah. Or I think it was like the second lowest. It wasn't actually the lowest, but it was like it was there, man. Scott Adams tweeted, "Why isn't there a white entertainment network?" Oh no! I bet he has at some point. 
Well, it's CMT, actually. Yeah, that's a good point. That's where Stone Cold Steve Austin's Broken Skull Challenge airs, so that's how you know. <laughs> We're going to send you so Stone Skull Cold. Buster. Stone yeah. Cold, actually, that would fucking hate Scott Adams. Oh, yeah, I'm sure he would. So much, yeah. I mean, he... I uh, do like that. Stone Cold famously buried homophobe Undertaker alive, so yeah. there is that. I do like that every now and then, though, similar to how people discover that the Man Show exists and then forget about it, that people discover that Stone Cold has a lot of, like, socially progressive, uh, like, viewpoints, and then they're like, oh, Stone Cold is great, actually, and then they forget about it, and then, like, a year later, people bring up how much Stone Cold hates homophobes. I thought you were going to say, and then they remember that he allegedly beat his wife, which is also the other downside to that. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> anyway. Allegedly. Another, just like another how thing James Woods to... allegedly loves cocaine. I can't say if it's true or not. Yeah, there was a whole thing with the Johnny Depp thing too of like obviously staged lines of coke, but then also like if he did coke, who cares? Yeah, that's that's such Why a... do people think that matters in Hollywood, man? Come on. That yes. That whole thing, though, was great, especially the large tumbler of, quote, whiskey that looks like yeah. apple juice. I still just like that they labeled a Keith Richards CD, like a burned <laughs> CD of Keith Richards music. And then, that, like, I the believe, second is picture real. Was, the, the other picture was him on the ground after supposedly ingesting all this, which, like, if you're doing a bunch of coke, you're not laying on the ground afterwards, man. Um mm. But the comment I had for it was I would be laying on the ground too if I ate a Keith Richards CD. Because <laughs> <laughs> Amber Heard presented the picture. The first one I was like, this is what Johnny Depp's average lunch is. Yeah. I, I liked Johnny <laughs> Depp branded drug box. It's just like a box. Yeah. You, you'll... Okay. It's got his initials on it, so you know it belongs to him. I think it just, it says like Depp. Like the whole, oh, and it's got like okay. the skull or something. Uh, I don't... I don't know what it, like here's the thing Johnny Depp is a weird dude but also yeah like that it's pretty apparent that he didn't really do anything but whatever yes uh, yeah. it's been anyway, apparent for uh, a long time but nobody paid any attention to any of that until now which is cool yeah uh anyway moving on from all that uh the controllers also don't work consistently between man. games Oh. And there has been no agreement reached between Unity and Unreal. <laughs> okay. So, I'm not sure what this is supposed to be. It's just Linux in a box, uh, apparently. Because, like, none of this has been sorted out to be anything approaching, like, an actual game system. Um, there is, uh, they, they showed, they've, they've had videos up of them kind of, like, going through the UI and everything on here. There's one of them launching Netflix, and then when Netflix loads up, there's a notification box in the top right-hand corner that says, like, hey, Chrome wasn't closed properly last time. <laughs> yeah. And then it gets even better because, like, some of the games that they're saying, like, oh, hey, man, like, you could be able to enjoy this and this and this on this console. Like, this is why you want to jump in on this thing. Uh, one of them is Tempest 4000, oh, boy. Uh, which they showed running on it. And then the creator of Tempest 4000 had to come out afterwards and saying, like, hey, I'm not developing this for the Atari VCS, and no one told me about this. 
Jeff Minter is a straight shooter. Yes. Um, they are advertising... Uh, oh, I'm trying to find it. Also, considering how many things... like Jeff Minter loves to just rip off sound effects from other things and put them in his games. That's yeah, makes it extra funny. Yes, it does. Uh, they're also advertising the Atari Vault with over 100 classic games uh, being available on this thing, uh, which is available on Steam for $10 and released in 2016. Great. Does it have uh, they are also... Phil Hartman's favorite game, Ice Hockey by Activision? Ice Hockey by Activision! I mean, maybe. I, I don't know. I would I've hope it does. I've checked out what's in the Atari Vault. Uh, Missile Command is also being advertised for. I'm sorry, Missile Command Recharged is being advertised for the DCS, uh, which has been out since May 27th and cost $3 on Steam. That's about the right so, price for an Atari game, yeah. I guess. Yes. Um, they uh, also are advertising that you could play Fortnite on this because, of course, you want Fortnite to run on your new video game console, except. Mm-hmm. In a video where they showed Fortnite, similar to the Netflix thing, there's just a big activate Windows watermark <laughs> in the bottom right-hand corner. So it's not even that they ported Fortnite over to run oh, on this man. thing. They're just running it on an emulated version of Windows. That's so good. <laughs> um, <laughs> man, this Atari. isn't even. Th- this isn't even the worst part about this thing, Larry. All this is just a prelude to the real shit. Oh, no. Um, so, this is available uh, for pre-order right now. Oh, by the way... Great, how much? Let me get my card out. That's what I wanted you to, that's what I wanted you to guess. How much do you think that they are charging for the Atari VCS? $300. Oh, you're so close. It's $379.99. I actually thought I was hey. getting a bit high. <laughs> PlayStation 5 is coming out. Uh-huh. Why would you spend $400 on a PlayStation 4 Pro? I don't know. Why why not instead if you if you need something to fill the gap, spend almost $400 on the Atari VCS. It can play an emulated version of Fortnite. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, the value, <laughs> you just like you look at it and you can you can understand like why everybody will be wanting these for Christmas. Dude, it's got the Chrome browser on it. Yeah, you can watch Netflix on it. Yeah. Um, 0.46 teraflops, by the way. (laughs) 0.4. 0.4. Okay. Six, yeah. Um, Which, again, you and I don't know what the hell a teraflop is. No, but I know that's significantly less than actual consoles. Yeah, like, that's the main thing, is it's it's way under bar. Yeah. and so That's I think the worst part about this use. thing Underbar Shut up Shut <laughs> up. Uh, the worst thing about this though I think is uh, and, and sorry I'm going to click around here Because I need to get into this thing Let, let me tell you about Atari token oh, Click around. Okay Okay uh, The Atari token I'm reading from the website AtariTokens.com Is this script uh, is for a... Atari games? No, it's a cryptocurrency built using the Ethereum protocol and decentralized ledger technology. Of course. Its primary objective is to be a means of payment within the interactive entertainment industry, but we believe the token will be beneficial for other industries as well. Eventually, we envision Atari token being available worldwide as a means of payment. 
The Atari token has many uses, from facilitating smart contracts to expanding and protecting in-game monetization and assets. We aim at creating a token that is safe, simple to use, reliable, universal, and liquid. Uh, the Atari token is not confined to the average gambling games, such as <gasps> poker, roulette, and blackjack. You can also uh... <laughs> avail your Atari tokens to play various other games in the Atari Casino. Mm. Just polish your skills and get ready to win big. Is Atari about to... Or is legal action about to happen against Atari? <laughs> this seems illegal. <laughs> and you know that the Atari coin sounds pretty good, but I already put all my money into Steven Seagal's Bitcoin. Uh, oh god no. that and jeff jarrett's gold yeah that's a is thing is that a thing steven seagal ha- oh my god yep. uh I, it, it might so not be exhausting. anymore i'm not sure it was at some point i mean it would definitely have to be illegal uh knowing how steven seagal conducts business i, I just can't see my way to that being i believe it was called above bar I, yeah i believe it was called <laughs> bitcoin but like with two b's <laughs> or something it was just like oh so it's the it's the luke of bitcoin yes yes exactly um okay it it, yeah there was it was just like one letter was duplicated (laughs) but otherwise it was bitcoin uh i don't think it had like steven seagal branding on it unfortunately i would like to have a little face of him from marked for death or something on on, on the wallet the digital wallet Oh, I would want that minted on like a physical coin. Well, I would too. Um, a you know, real Bitcoin. Uh huh. <laughs> Steven Seagal's face. Yeah. Uh, get that to use in the Seagal Casino. Just slap it down. <laughs> It'd be like in. Um, is it Skyfall? Yeah, Skyfall. He brings the chip and gets taken to the yeah. Javier Bardem's island. It'd be like that, but he just takes you to Russia. Yeah, so this. Like, I guess the Atari VCS is supposed to be, like, one of their vehicles to introduce their cryptocurrency. Uh, So if the whole thing wasn't shady enough with bilking, like, Indiegogo backers out of $3 million to make this thing that is... $3 million. Yeah. How much would that be in Atari tokens, though? Like, that's (laughs) what we should be asking. Four. Um... Oh, I can. I mean, I can pre-order the Atari VCS for three hundred eighty dollars, but it only costs two Atari tokens. <laughs> yeah, it's great I can deal. earn those by gambling and gambling in their digital casino, mm-hmm. playing blackjack. I love blackjack. I like that. It's. I like that. It's also just like it's an actual casino thing. It's just casino games. It's not like weird Atari stuff. It's just hey, play poker, win Bitcoin. Sure. It's not even themed. It's not like, here are some slot machines with combat on them or anything. I mean, this just says... Well, it does say various other games, so I mean, maybe, but... Yeah. God, Jesus Christ. Like, Let me play that is also Blackjack, just a thing that you but with Qbert as the dealer. That's what I want. I guess that would be more sure. in television. But... Like, the thing that you don't want from this is for it to actually take off, which I don't think is something that anybody's really going to need to worry about, considering the way that Atari is kind of conducting themselves in general. It doesn't seem that, you know, definitely they didn't design this console well. 
Uh, oh, that's a thing, by the way. The lead architect on this thing quit because they didn't pay him for six months. I do remember reading about that. Yeah. Um, just cool. Like a, a cryptocurrency that is just pervasive in, like, digital download and other kind of, like, microtransaction sort of stuff in video games across platforms, across publishers, sounds miserable to me. Oh, yeah. That is not, there's so much I don't want video games to become as it is that we are like getting dangerously close to. And that is like maybe the worst of it actually is bringing cryptocurrency into it. Yep. So like the only cryptocurrency uh, I want is when I buy my codes for the PlayStation Network or the Xbox Live so I don't have to give them my credit card information. I'm yeah. off the grid. That's what Jesse Ventura taught me. I listened to his podcast, watched his show, and he said, listen, what you want to do is you have to buy the prepaid cards. That way Sony won't have your information, and you can still buy all of the PlayStation 2 classics you want. I mean, that's sound advice. Yeah. I'd follow that. Bought Rogue Galaxy. Yeah. Thanks, Jesse when does Ventura. Atari Token launch? Please check out our website www.ataricain.com We are organizing pre-sales and we are aiming for a public sale in the summer of 2020 <laughs> Oh no, we're already here We're living in the Atari future right now Great This is why the coronavirus happened Everyone blamed 5G but it was actually the launch of the Atari <laughs> Token <laughs> Yeah Get the facts about Shit. Atari Token <laughs> What can I do with the Atari token? Oh, this is a good answer. Our long-term goal is to provide as many uses as possible. This obviously will take time. Also, End of answer. Also, our short-term goal is to give you long poll. Uh, that's a weird thing to put in the Q&A. Mm. Uh, all right. God. So I wanted to bring that all up because the story of the Atari VCS is bizarre and upsetting and i feel like a really strong mid-year contender for biggest shit show assuming that we both live long enough to get to the golden grimmies this year yeah it's a big if um yeah um but man i'm trying to think like other video game related stuff that has happened this year that is like on this level of fucked up because this seems like some real uh, what was that ColecoVision thing that they tried to release that definitely uh... did not exist yeah. yeah. This feels like that in a way. This feels like a weird hybrid between that and the Ouya. Yeah, basically. Ouya actually came out. Uh, this it, might. Yeah. I don't know. Again, like I say, the Amico is supposed to be coming out soon. We'll see. Uh, I'm. I. I can see the Atari VCS coming out since it is just supposed to be Linux. Plain ass Linux in a box sure i don't think they're going to sell it i i think that like GameStops might get like a unit here and there not even at every single location and that they're not going to be able to sell that thing it's just going to sit in the back yeah i don't see anyone paying that kind of money for it unless it, unless it's somebody who is just like 48 years old they they walked in by their kitty game they haven't been playing video games in forever and they have a very disposable income and they see an atari box on the shelf and go yes please i'll take that yeah that's basically the only target audience i can think of yeah and i just don't think that person exists 
I bet there are a couple of them, but not nearly enough to uh, to make this a well, profitable I think, venture. I think that person exists insofar as them maybe seeing one of those like uh, mini consoles that was it was based around an Atari like a flashback thing, yeah, or like one of those ones where it's just a plug and play. It's a joystick and it's got like joust on it. Uh-huh. I don't see that person existing and also having almost four hundred dollars. To just blow on something like that No, there there will be some You don't underestimate There's always some people out there Who will buy anything like this If nothing else, also there might be People like speculators thinking like This might be worth a lot of money in the future I don't know why they would think that Because it'll certainly be hitting bargain bins Very soon The people I think would actually end up buying this Are YouTubers who have reported on it And would actually want a physical one to sit down and review and talk about Because it would drive traffic to their videos And would possibly then make up on the investment Possibly I would assume that is the only real market for this thing at this point Because I really don't know who this is designed for otherwise Like it's not designed for them either But I mean... Holy Christ Well that's the Atari VCS uh, What's next? Retro Corner? <laughs> I guess Retro Corner Alright here we um, go Keeping things Mega moving Man X Knowing me Larry Davis Knowing you Mega Man X Aha uh-huh. Aha uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Mega yeah, Man X you've been Mega Man X is a game that I always get about two levels into And then I say, I'm bored And I shut the console off And you can shut the podcast off now Because of the things I just said I like Mega Man X Love me some Mega Man X Much prefer them to the original Mega Mans Disagree You can dash I like the original Mega Mans way, way more than Mega Man X Well, okay, look I'm not a big fan of the first Mega Man X. I don't know. There's something about that game that just does not click with me. The level Boomer designs, I think, Kwanger. are kind of boring. Yeah, sure. Boomer. Yeah, great. All right. Look, there's a good thing in this game that is well, otherwise kind of dull. Actually, but no, though, because he really sucks to fight. He just like teleports into you all the time. Mm. Uh, Spark Mandrel. Sure. Flame Mammoth. I'm trying you to just remember. have this list up? No. <laughs> okay. Trying, trying to remember, to remember. them. The um, ca- there was the chameleon that you get like the homing missiles from. Yeah. Sure. Was t- uh, t- Tengu Man was Mega Man Eight, but there's a guy that looks like Tengu Man in this. Sure. Yeah, Sigma. Ah, sure. But I'm talking. You know, yeah. There's always Sigma. Yeah. Who are okay? There's always. I a think Sigma. the best way. Yeah, always a sigma, always a zero. That's right. Um, trying to think. So Kwanger, he, he was weak to the missiles you get from the chameleon. But then, I don't remember. Like honestly, it's actually been like quite a few months since I sat down and played Mega Man X. Uh, but I wanted to hold off on talking about all of them until I played the first three. Because uh, my understanding is it gets like a fair bit different. Uh, during like the, the, the second set of three games Like when it moves over to the PlayStation They end up kind of Changing some stuff with it Like mm-hmm. I don't know specifically how I just Like I just know that those games Like make some structural differences To the Mega Man X formula Up to that point um, 
And then obviously the two that come out after those going full 3D and also being very not good. Oh yeah. Real bad. Uh, but I'm not playing those because I looked up how long those games take to beat and I made a decision that I was not going to spend my time doing uh, that. I fired up the Mega Man X Legacy Collection to try those because I thought, ah, maybe they're not quite as bad as I remembered. Uh, they're worse than I remembered, in fact. So, yeah. I will I will never know. I refuse to, hey, look, we talk about maybe we won't live to see the Golden Grimmies this year. Uh, I'm not wasting a second of my life between then and now, or whenever fate will take me uh, playing those fucking video games. Whatever, I'm trying to remember the guys from Mega Man X1. There's the armadillo, there's the minecart level, right? That's yeah. one? Yes. Okay. That is actually, I think, probably the one level that I kind of liked. Really? This game. I remember it yeah. sucking. I, um, a lot of the levels to me just felt very uninteresting like the weirdest thing about Mega Man X to me is I can't quite pin down what it is I don't like about that game specifically I mean I do remember Boomer Quanger's level really sucking too and so maybe that is actually the unifying factor maybe the levels are just bad they they seem like they're sort of vapid in a way like like they're not quite it's bridging this gap between the original like Mega Man NES games where there was just a lot of kind of empty space in some of those because, hey, look, it's an NES game. You can only get so much on the screen before it turns into Deadly Premonition 2. <laughs> yeah. back to the start of the episode. Boom. Um, Got him. Gotcha. Putting Sweary on blast. Nobody is safe on this podcast. I want the best for Sweary. I enjoyed D4. Me too, I really wanted D4 I wanted a D4 too before I wanted a Deadly Premonition too, Because I exactly. wanted to know what the hell was going on I enjoyed The Missing That was a really good game uh, Yeah. But uh, uh, no, Can't can't win them all I No, guess. definitely not um, Yeah, so maybe it's like the, It's just kind of bridging the gap between the two of them Because I really, really, really like Mega Man X2 Like that game yeah. it is a, such a fucking banger Like there's always something going on it's really high energy and it doesn't let up. Like it, it makes some really good improvements on the mechanics of the first game. Like they, they, they try to expand things a bit. Um, and Mega Man X3 is fine. It's really just kind of more of two at that point, which isn't bad. Which uh, But I kind of wish I gave it. Which one starts on the bike? Is that two or three? That's three. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Um, I sure I remember three. liking two and three both a lot more than the first one, but I couldn't tell you what's in what. I know three uh, is the one that introduces as far as so in all these games you go around and you pick up these optional armor pieces. Wheel Gator, uh, that's that he's in one of them. <laughs> Can tell you which one. Um, but you're going around, you're picking up these different armor parts for Mega Man. Yeah, and. Uh, what three introduces on top of that is you then pick up uh, basically these different mech suits. There's uh, four of them in all. I want to say there might actually only be three, but I think there's four, uh, and they each have like a different utility. Although none of them are required to really do anything, um, I think that there's like one optional heart container or something that you need to actually use one of the mech suits, and you only then need to use the base one to get to it. Uh, I think you have to like slam through the ground or something, and the only way to do that's with the mech suit. Uh, 
So they're really just kind of there, like, for funsies, if you want to go through the level with one of these suits on. Yeah, like, I, I played uh, a lot of those games in the past. I never collected all the armor parts, because it was, like... I collected them all for all of these. Like, I Wait, wanted to go for 100% completion of them. Sure, but you also probably had guide, right? And I did not I as did. a child. Yeah. And so instead, it was like, well, I started this level, and I can't get over there, so... Whatever. Yeah. Uh, I used a guide because I was afraid that when I got to the Sigma levels that it would not let me bounce back and go into the other individual levels. Yeah. I don't... I actually think that you are able to do that, I want to say, but there's like Mega Man games before this, obviously, where you cannot do that, so I just sort of assumed I'd play it safe and check a guide to make sure I didn't miss anything. Um, Although, like, so you know how you got the additional, like, fighting move in each game. You know, you got the the Hadouken in the first one. Right, then the Shoryuken. Um, Yeah, so there's... I think that there's, there's one in three that I missed completely uh, because the guide I was looking at failed to mention it. So I just assumed that for whatever reason in 3, they decided to just throw that out and not do it anymore. Uh, So that was a bummer. Um, And then there's some weird thing in that game too about like you can get all these optional like armor upgrades. Like in addition to the regular armor upgrades, there's these like additional ones I want to say. But you miss one if you collected all that stuff going through each level, like if you just ignored all of it, which is easier than going and actually getting them, then in like the first Sigma level, there's a hidden room where they give you all of that stuff, and then also it's better. Great. It's fucked up, man. (laughs) Yeah, well... I didn't have to do any of that shit. And technically, I shouldn't have done that shit because, like, 100% completion is not doing that shit and then getting the better armor because it's the same stuff plus more. So, whatever. Uh, it don't matter. None of this matters. Exactly. But, like, you know, 3 adds some decent stuff, but I think that my issue with 3 is none of that stuff actually feels as substantial as it should because none of the levels are kind of, like, designed around any of that. Like, the main way to illustrate that is those mech suits where... Even as far as optional stuff, there's like one or two things you need them to get, and then that is it. I wish that those had more utility, even if that utility was just reserved for optional stuff. Once you wait till you Uh, get to like Mega Man X5 and 6, where it's like get my magnet armor and weird stuff, it's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to those. they're pretty good. I, I think Mega it's Man. five. Five is the one that has characters named after Guns and Roses for some reason. Oh sure, because like the translator's husband liked Guns and Roses. If I remember, sure, that correctly. seems as likely as any other explanation for yeah. Duff McWhalen. <laughs> I also put Mega Man Legends on my list. Uh, I had to take a game mm. off. I can't remember what it was, but I recall it not. Either it was that it didn't work, or that I remembered like, oh, this is actually very bad, and I don't want to play this. But uh, Mega Man Legends doesn't stop you. No, usually it does not. I tried to play Calibri, and the only thing that stopped me there was the emulation's not good, and it didn't let you progress past like level five or something. Great font, though. Uh, yes, Calibri <laughs> is bizarre in that it exists. Should be noted. This weird hummingbird version spelled, of Echo the Dolphin, spelled differently than the font though 
It's like yes. with a K, K O L I B R I, I think. Yeah. Yeah, weird game. Um, yeah, it's bizarre. Because uh, it's like also a, it's less Echo the Dolphin and more of like a side scrolling shooter, but it still feels enough like an Echo the Dolphin that it's not good. But it's not as cool as like Pinobi. Sure. Which I would think would be somewhat similar. Actually, would say it's almost like a fantasy zone. Hmm. But bad. Yeah. Nobody as good as Opa Opa. No. Opa Opa would murder a Calibri. It should. Yeah. It would mistake it for an enemy and it would shoot it down indiscriminately. Yep. Let's um, get that wide beam and go to town. But, uh, yeah, I think the reason I like Mega Man X2 the most, uh, besides the fact that, like, it, it improves on the first game by just having a better energy, by feeling like there's just more to do in the levels. They feel more complete to me. Uh, like, Mega Man X has this, this bizarre stop gappy feeling to me that I know is not actually there, but it feels that way to me. No, uh, I, I mean, I think that probably is the case somewhat. Like, they've started... A new series and they were kind of trying to figure it out As they went Yeah, I mean Mega Man 7 was basically like Well we're already doing this with X So here you go use this engine or whatever And yeah. try to make a Mega Man game in like three months Or whatever it was Yeah the, the difference between those two is uh, Well like you said it was made in three months And so it is not very Like I don't like Mega Man 7 I think that game is terrible yeah. uh, Mega Man X is Fine like I, I get like a lot of people really hold it up high and put it on this pedestal as like one of the best, if not the best game on the Super Nintendo. Mm. I don't agree with that no, at all. I, I wouldn't say that either, even though I do like it. Like two and three are way better. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and like to, to finish up what I was saying about two is the reason I like that above three is also that three kind of like i said they, they go a bit overboard with the amount of upgrades you get and that they don't provide you utility for them whereas Mega Man x2 it feels like everything you're picking up you have a good utility for it is working with the level design in some way that makes each of those feel significant so two just feels all around much more solid to me than the first one and the third one although i do like the third one more than the first one <laughs> so sure there's my ranking of Mega Man x's well, you haven't gotten four yet. That blows it wide open. Sure. It's on the PlayStation. Yes. It has anime. So in far, it. <gasps> I love anime. That's right. You especially watched, love retro. I started anime. watching that Lum movie on Retro Crush. The what? Where they're all living the, the second Lum movie. I oh. can never remember the name of the series. Urusei Yatsura. Thank you. Okay. Uh, yeah, the second movie is on there, but nothing else is. The thing or, is, when you say Lum, I think of Rayman. So sure, uh, should be a Rayman anime. Yeah, the plot of that movie is that they're all stuck living the same day, apparently. So it's like I guess they did a Groundhog's Day anime. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I'm not super far into it. I only got about twenty minutes, and then I kind of got sidetracked. I, I wonder. To, I that, that makes me wonder how popular Groundhog Day was in Japan. Considering All You Need Is Kill was a big success there And then got turned into Edge of Tomorrow Which is the title of the movie Um, So I wonder if Groundhog Day is just like super popular in Japan Yeah, maybe Although I don't know uh, when that I um, wonder if I still actually have it open I do not uh, I was going to check when that thing came out Because I think oh. actually it probably predates 
Groundhog's Day. I want to say that, that one movie was made in the 80s. Oh, yeah, uh, Groundhog's maybe. Day was like it was like 91 what, early 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, who knows? Maybe the uh, creators of Groundhog's Day saw that Lum movie and were like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> Maybe. What, what, what if Bill Murray was in this? Yeah. Groundhog Day was 93. If, I thought it was earlier than that, actually. What if Bill Murray was decorating a high school classroom with swastikas and trying to figure out how to get a tank in there? That's a thing from the Lum movie, by the way. It Great. starts like the the framing device at the start of this. It's it's like a school festival thing. Yeah. So they're all making their own like little the shop stands, and then like the main characters for whatever reason their theme is Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> so they just have like SS hats and a actual tank that is like on the second floor. So they keep telling people not to run around, otherwise it might cave the floor in, and then it would like crash into the principal's office. Uh, what, uh, and what there's was just the name of this movie? all over the place. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to actually. Like, was it Beautiful Dreamer? Crush. Was it Remember yes. My Love? Okay, Beautiful Dreamer. Yes. That was '84. So yeah, '84. All right. So yeah, definitely comes out before Groundhog's Day. I also watched Wicked City. Oh yeah. Came out the year of my birth. Uh huh. Don't say yourself, huh? Yes, there is. Boy, oh boy. Whole lot. Which is weird to me that you were not aware of that because that's always like the thing associated with it, as far as I was. What concerned. I remember reading about it was that it was supposedly the most violent anime ever made, and I read this in like I don't know, probably New Type magazine or something in oh, like sure. the early aughts. Mm -hmm. And so, me at that age, just like I guess that burned into my memory as like, ooh, I want to see the most violent anime ever made. Yeah, but it's not. Uh, no, it's definitely not. Um, although I do like when the main character punches that guy and his eyeballs pop out. That's pretty good. Sure. Uh, He's doing that to stop a rape, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Which is 90% of the scenes of that movie is somebody trying to stop a rape in progress. That movie's fucked up, man. I mean, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, I, I was telling Christ. you, like, that came out around the same time as... Rutsuki Doji Legend of the Overfiend uh, mm. uh, A.K.A. Which, you know, that Has its own Implications uh, Associations, I suppose So there was something going on at the time In anime that uh, It's probably best that's in the past Everyone was uh, Aggressively horny In I the mean, late 80s in Japan Apparently Still are, but in a different way. Sure. Yeah, it's all harem animes now. Yeah, unfortunately. Well, I don't know. I mean, if the trade-off, if it's between harem animes and sexual assault animes, yeah, I don't have to make that choice. They're still, they're both pretty bad. Yeah, but with the other one, at least you know you get like weird sci-fi stuff and like heads guess, exploding, yeah. which is pretty cool. Instead I mean, of hey, just look, like, I don't... everybody's trying to bake a cake, and then the guy gets a nosebleed. Wow, 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 wow. I don't know. What was the what was the first like? What was the anime that made harem animes? Like, what put them on the map? Uh... Would it be Ah My Goddess or would it be Tenchi Muyo? I I think Tenchi Muyo came first. 
Um, what about Love Hina? I was about to mention Love Hina. I don't know when that I, came out exactly. That's probably than... later, I think. Yeah. Huh. And you know what? Just Google no, search. No, don't. First harem anime. I was already <laughs> looking at it. Oh, Rama one half. No, that's not harem uh. anime. Ow. Oh. Tenshi Muyo, okay. Tenshi Muyo is considered to have the first harem ending. Okay. What the fuck does that mean? Oh, the thing where it's like, we're all going to marry you, you know. Yeah, it seems most would agree with you that Rama One Half, nineteen eighty nine, is the oldest harem type anime. Ah, it's not. Come on, get mm. real. I would, you know, I would still give it to Tenshi Muyo. I think I'm with you on this that it's yeah. uh, Rama One Half doesn't quite count. It's a proto harem anime, but it's not it's not quite there. It has harem elements, I suppose. Yes. Yeah. Has a few of the ingredients of a harem anime, but it doesn't quite coalesce into one. Sure. I just want to defend Rama one half, man. That's what the okay. heck is. Alright, I don't I don't care. I, I mean, really Ten, watched look, it. Ten, Tenshi Muyo is pretty good. Eh, pretty I don't good. care about right. any of those types of animes. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Ah, Tenshi But yes, like, I don't like harem animes. Man, I don't like most animes uh, that have come out. Agree. I don't know, within the last, like, 10, 15 years, I think they've all been pretty bad. That's right. Travis Touchdown uh, (laughs) kind of exemplifies the errors in the path of anime. He, Every he now loves the Moe. I do not. something good. Like a yeah. Gundam Thunderbolt. Sure. Or a, a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Although, to that last point, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is just adapting a thing that came out a long, mm. long, long time ago. A Lupin so. the Third, which is also sure. adapting a thing yes. that came out long ago. Well, I yeah. mean, they're original plots, but still. Yeah, it is it's still trying to adhere to something that has been long since established. Yeah, huh. It it has its own particular rhythm to it, I guess. That has I, not been. Uh... I actually don't know what the most recent, like original anime I enjoyed was. I thought My Hero Academia was okay yeah. when I watched yeah. it. It's uh... fine. It is the thing though that I think that I like about My Hero Academia. The the reason that I kind of sat there and actually made it through the whole thing is the animation doesn't fucking suck. Yeah, <laughs> it's not all the CGI characters moving around like marionettes. Like it's actually pretty watchable. I think, and I think um, that's really sad that that's like the that's the standard for me for anime now is that it's not all CGI. There aren't CGI characters moving around like marionettes, and I think that's really sad. Uh, I I think Space Dandy might be the last one, now that I think yeah. about it. Yeah, Space Dandy's really good. Um, I appreciate that Space Dandy consistently tried to, like, episode by episode, play around with its style. Yeah, yeah. Look, Shinichiro Watanabe is the GOAT. In anime, yeah. so I guess it's not a surprise they made something good. I would hope that uh, Uzumaki adaptation is good, but considering the quality of other Junji Ito adaptations, mm. I'm not holding my breath. I just uh, don't plus think... it also seems to be using CGI in it, which 
I don't think Jujito's style just lends itself to animation that well. That's kind of the main problem. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, of a like a kind of thing. Yes, or Dorohidoro. The issue I had yeah. with that, like there, I don't know that there's really any way you could make that look like the manga does. Yeah, it's too inherently dense with detail that yeah. trying to simplify all of that to put it into animation really kind of it robs it of its visual appeal. Yep. Although, like. The the thing with the Uzumaki one is there is that one brief bit of the main character kind of like turning her head where the animation was smooth, and it retained a lot of Junji Ito's like so attention to detail. Fascinated with that one shot in the trailer. That one like, bit, you bring it up it, all the time. Yes, I do because I consider like every other Junji Ito adaptation looks fucking nothing like that one little bit. So that it's just this one little thing I can hold on to that's just like, oh shit, maybe actually they could do that. Yeah, that's but probably what they probably put not all of the time them. into was that one shot. Yeah, apparently it's still in production too. Like this whole pandemic thing has not caused it to shut down, which I thought that it would have because I hadn't heard anything about it for ages and just looked it up one night and they said, "No, we're still working on this thing." Okay, um, well, that's cool. I mean, it's a little promising to me too that they're spending as much time on it as they are, since apparently it's only going to be like three or four episodes long. Hmm. Yeah, could be okay. It's just I don't like know. an. Yeah, it's just it's an OVA thing, so that's partly why I'm a little bit more hopeful for it. Uh, but like that that other series that they did recently, holy shit, that thing was so bad. I didn't watch it. Oh god, it's terrible. It, like I tried to watch the Go movie too, and that is a real stinker. The car no go. They had those like they had a whole series of live action Tomy movies too. Yeah. Which also don't seem particularly good. Fine, just no sell my great joke. Is that it? For Retro Corner. I think that's it. Were you gone talking about Mega Man Legends? Yeah. No, um oh. I put Mega Man Legends up. on my list. So I'm okay. just bringing up I'm that's the other like I have the other three X games before the series took a dark turn. And then I have Mega Man Legends, and then that's it for what Mega about Legends games. Two. Legends Two is better than the first one. I only got uh, 250 games on the list. I'd have to take something else off. Well, take something else off. All right, That'd goodbye, Vagrant Story. Yeah, it's probably a good call. Get out of town, Ogre Battle Sixty Four. I don't want you in my home anymore. <laughs> I have to play Mega Man Legends Two. I can't feed you to my family. You're too small. <laughs> Get out of here. Hunted out my front door. Yep. It's a $50 fucking cartridge that I bought. <laughs> well, that's your own fault. Should have thought of that. I should have, but I didn't. That's why I own it. Um, yeah, no, there's probably something I can take on. I, I put, like, every Ogre Battle game on there, and you know what? I probably don't want to play all of those. Like, I tried to play Ogre, like, Tactics Ogre, and I actually did not like it. Like, I hmm. played it for about three hours, and it just did not draw me in. And yet you uh, like Final Fantasy Tactics, which is like it, but worse? No, there's stuff about there's some differences there. Uh, great. Um, okay. But I don't know. I also played the early part Sucker. of the game, and that's the thing with any RPG is like the first few hours are very dull because they just give you basic attacks and they don't really open up the well, game sure. mechanically for a while longer. So yeah. maybe if I stuck with it, I'd be very enamored with it the way I am Final Fantasy Tactics, but. Maybe. I didn't do Ogre that. Battle 64 was wild because they cussed in it. Yeah. A lot. 
for an N64 game especially. I got that in Conqueror's Bad Fur Day, so I have the two cussiest games That's on right. the Nintendo 64. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I decided to throw the 50 bucks down. I was like, oh, well, they say piss in this. <laughs> yeah, get the whole set. Yeah, might as well. They call someone a son of a bitch. Whoa. I know. Couldn't do that in you 1999. Can't do that. Yeah. It's a Nintendo game. Uh, ratings for them though I ratings. think that I would give um, So how many Mega Man X games were there? There were just these eight? eight Eight Okay so on a scale of Mega Man X1 through X8 I would give Mega Man X1 and X4 uh, No I'd give it an X5 uh, Mega Man X2 I would give a full X8 Out of X8 And then Mega Man X3 gets a Mega Man X6 Okay that's my rating system. Great. Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yes, it does. It's very intuitive. You've uh you've been watching Taskmaster like I have. I'm surprised you did not say something like, I'm going to give them a joint Mega Man X five <laughs> or something. <laughs> oh, I should have. Yeah. Oh well. Who who's That's well, all I got. For I was the gonna podcast. say who's the Greg and who's the Alex in this, but we know the answer. I'm, the I, I'm Greg. Yeah. 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 See, we know. We respect our roles. Little George Brundle. <laughs> right, I'm a very tiny man. Yeah. I mean, I you actually are. I thimble and I live in your pocket. That's right. Unlike Alex Horn, you actually are very small and I'm larger <laughs> than you. Well, Greg is very large also, so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Do you have anything else? Nope. Nothing you wanted to share. All right. Nope. I'm not doing the goodbye dinosaurs thing anymore because I heard my voice on that last recording and I hated it. And I feel betrayed by you that you've been making me sound like a jackass you... <laughs> for half a year. What are you talking about? It's that's your fault. I don't like the, the I don't like the voice. Yes, it's my fault. I'm not doing the voice anymore, but I will say goodbye dinosaurs. So uh... goodbye dinosaurs. I say in my normal speaking voice, which is how I choose to end this, shut it off. Goodbye, dinosaurs. Okay, you can do it. See, yours sounds way better than mine, where I just sound like someone hit me in the head. this matters.